coming for the record. Tell the people what you feel. Fuck the record. And fuck the people. Welcome back to the Vulgar Display of Podcast. Got the crew here with hey. me today. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, what's up? We have a very special guest online with us. Hell yes, we do. John Toomer Fawnstock. Say the last name right, John. Uh, I'm, it's Fawnstock. I, you know, I've been called Fanistock, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've always Thanks just... Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've always just known you, and we don't know each other personally, but just known you as Toomer. Right, right. Where did that name come from, actually? Um, in the uh, 80s, I was doing this grindcore band, and it was me and Shannon Larkin. And um, we, we, we called ourselves RC, which actually uh, stood for Ripped Clip. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Great. And, um, yeah. At the time, he was signed to Atlantic Records, and he was like all worried to get into trouble with contract because we were just like this underground band. So we all decided to make up names for ourselves. So we all just came up with our own like pseudonyms for ourselves and uh that's the one i chose for myself at the time and it was because um we had a, a song called malignant tumor anyways and it was like a bass line that started the song so i was like all right i'll be tumor you know so <laughs> and 25 years later yeah here we are <laughs> right right yeah it stuck for sure. You and Shannon are actually like you guys known each other since you were in high school or teenagers or something you guys grew up together pretty much um, we were like, uh, he grew up in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and I grew up in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. So um, she was in a, a band back then uh, called Rathchild. Yeah, sure. And uh, they were like huge in the tri-state area. And he was literally like 16 and I was 16. And I would go out to clubs and, and see him play full on fake ID. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we met that way. And um, he, he was always into punk rock, and he was just like, you should play bass in my punk rock band. And I was like a guitar player in, in this local metal cover band at the time. And I was like, oh, all right. So <laughs> we went and made a record, you know, in D.C. And I, I, I did the punk thing with Shannon uh, since he was 16, 17. Yeah. I'm glad that he, he was brought up here because we've actually done a previous podcast where he was listed as one of our favorite drummers. Yes. Do you feel that he gets the respect you know, in that world that he deserves, because to me, I mean, and I'm sure you feel the same way, he is just a monster on the drums. He's, he's absolutely a, a gifted drummer. I played with him, you know, like I said, since we were kids, and I've just been spoiled ever since, you know. I'm like, I got this total top, you know, thing with drummers, and, and it was basically based off of him, playing with him as a kid. And I've been very fortunate to play with many badass drummers now ever since shannon too but you know I, shannon has this thing he does where he's very animated with plays and with his hands i'm sure you guys want to know what i'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah, right. you know, absolutely mm -hmm. i've seen drummers for two decades do that thing where i know damn well that they got it from him you know what i mean <laughs> let me fanboy out here for a second okay uh might happen a couple times <laughs> you are in two of my and i know all, pretty much all yeah. of us sitting here just two of my favorite bands uh really i'm 40 years old and i think i first saw snot when i was probably 16 maybe 1998 
Yeah, 98 in St. Louis with Soulfly and Head PE and Mississippi Nights. Benefit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solid lineup. Uh, been a fan ever since. Uh, saw you several different times. But that one's always going to stick out to me because that was my first exposure to Snot. But I would say Amen was even more, more impactful for me. I absolutely love what you guys did with Amen as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, two different really extreme sounding bands, you know. Right. But uh, equally, uh, you know, definitely groundbreaking and what the things we were doing at that time. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And very different bands. One gives me that party vibe, uh, right. upbeat, uh, energetic, punk inspired. And mm-hmm. the other one was punk inspired, too. It was just it seemed like a very different punk. Yeah, we were, you know, Amen definitely is very militant. And we were, you know, like anarchist, like rebellious, definitely banned, you know. Sure, not, very not, much. Uh, love that. <laughs> we were like true to form, you know, punk when it was raw and, and angry, very inspired by like you know, Black Flag and some Iggy Pop in there. And it was, it was, it was good times. <laughs> that vibe definitely came through in the live shows. Oh, uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to see Amen uh, several times, and it, it was nuts. Um, Casey <laughs> is absolutely insane as a front man. You know, every night was, like, dangerous. Totally. It's you know? dangerous. <laughs> That's the best way to live. <laughs> we didn't know what, you know, what was going to happen or how it was going to end. Or, you know, it was just like one big train wreck. It seemed like every time we'd go on stage, but the somehow to just keep it together, you know. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Who were some of your inspirations for Snot then? Uh, well, um, when I was actually writing the album, I listened to a lot of uh, King for a Day was the album by Faith No More. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. That that was very inspirational. I always loved that band. How they they could take different musical directions on all their albums, you know, each from song to song. So I threw a lot of that into the mix. Um, time I was listening to a lot of Beastie Boys. <laughs> Solid. Oh, you know? Yeah, it makes sense as a bass yeah. player. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, so you can Beastie. probably hear. I, Beastie Boys had this instrumental out back then. It was just total all instrumental. Was them jamming. Kind of had that a jazzy kind of feel and stuff to it. I don't know if you know what album I'm talking about. It's like something singles, but it's it's an EP they did. Anyways, I pulled a lot of the vibe for the interludes between the Snot album. Yeah, nice. There were a lot of musical pieces to that album where it's just almost it's, it almost seems like a jam or sounds like a jam in a way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's uh, you know, that's what. Um, I was like taking snippets of the song, you know, like, you know, Get Some has revisited that bass line throughout the Snot record. Yeah, several times. And um, at the time, I was like, you know, you could, you know, put this on vinyl and then like somebody could take it and rap over it and something, which is something that we're talking about right now, which might be something that comes out in the future. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Okay. Teaser alert. You know, with Snot, you guys sort of got lumped into um, sort of that new wave of new metal uh, with a lot of those California bands. Right. But, man, you guys sounded so much different, you know, and I, I guess you guys get lumped into that new metal genre tag or whatever it is, whatever that's even worth. But you guys sounded so differently from any of those other bands like, you know, the the System of the Downs and Head P.E.s and Cold Chambers and Corns. even. You, yeah. you had much more of a punk rock feel to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lynn was true to heart, a punk rocker, you know, and, um, and you know, even myself, like I said, going back to the days with Shannon, you know, we loved Dead Kennedys, we loved, you know, nice. all, the, all the early stuff. I was always kind of mixed between that and, and, and metal, but I always tended to prefer my punk music when I was growing up, even more so over metal. So um, 
when we met the guys out there in, in California and they were on the same tip and then we just added the heavy guitars and you know and we we tried to not like uh tune down you know like all the other bands was doing um instead right. we would we would try to do the opposite if anything we wrote it sounded to us what was being called new metal we would throw it in the trash and like now nah, we ain't playing you know. stick to you so yeah we, you'd stick to you guys yeah we didn't want to like you know there was a lot of things trending then you know the, the deftones was coming out um corn was coming out obviously you know limp biscuit you thing and we were we were doing our own thing you know so i appreciate that you guys uh can hear that in our music thank you you know talking about that era and stuff and you guys were on the Ozfest. that was probably i think either the second or third time that i saw you guys what was that like for you guys as a band at that time and and do you have any like there is the story of lynn with what happened with the toilet with, right the toilet and limp yeah. biscuit and all that stuff but like <laughs> what, what about you personally do you what, what are some of your memories from that tour or to do me, you have the, any? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. To me, the 98th Ozfest uh, was, you know, obviously the, the pinnacle and sadly, you know, the, the end of us. So it, yep. I hold every one of those shows dear to my heart sure. to this day. And I, I can remember almost all of them like they're yesterday, you know, and they're great memories. And um, I think at that time, that's where we were supposed to be. And we got there. And, you know, we were shooting for the stars, but unfortunately, you know, it just, just didn't happen for us. What happened, you know, to Lynn's accident and everything. Right. Yeah. And I would say for me, that OzFest 98 is the best. And I think we've mentioned it on podcasts before. Yeah, on our first episode. Uh, yeah. That one was the best one to me. There was, there was such of this wave of, of these bands that ended up being huge bands. And you yeah. guys being one of them just, yeah. just on that tour. Like, you know, Incubus, I think, was yeah, part yeah. of the openers yeah. and system yeah. were on the side stage and about these Unreal bands band. now they're yeah. huge and massive right uh so outfest 98 for me yeah very top that yeah. that lineup was, was unreal and then you had you know the coolness of uh, uh motorhead and the melvins yes. for god yeah it. yeah, yeah exactly. right tool yep. was on that oh yeah 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 megadeth yeah these lineups are just unreal and obviously, yeah. St. Louis was always your best stop, right? <laughs> oh, I love St. Louis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mississippi Nights, too. I, that, the show you spoke of, I think, was the night that I remember something crazy happened to us. And we literally had to, like, be escorted out of that club. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. It sounds like St. Louis. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, get the hell out now because the police are coming kind of thing. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You've definitely been to yeah. St. Louis. I felt that way when I saw Amen at the Creepy Crawl in St. Louis. I yeah. felt like I was getting assaulted. <laughs> uh, but I, And, again, with uh, the Amen stuff, it was so <laughs> punk rock because I remember showing up to shows – I think maybe even the tattoo the earth that we went to where yep. you guys were supposed to play, but something happened. It just, it felt like rock and roll to me and punk rock to me is amen as a band. Cause you never really knew what was going to happen. And I'm sure it felt that way for you too. Yeah. I mean, it was that way obviously in the, in the early days here in the U S and then when we went to England, you know, we, we were really big in England for, for like two years, you know, and uh, I probably was over there like two or three times a year constantly oh, wow. playing trips. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we were all in the English press, and you know, and we were getting spotted walking down the street, kind of shit, like rock star shit. Right, <laughs> and, uh, right, absolutely. Like, America, nobody gives shit, but we yeah. had a, we had a great time, and our English fans were huge for us over there, and uh, just crazy shows over there. Casey cutting up and just being fucking a terror, <laughs> <laughs> as you're supposed to be, you know, because that's punk rock. It seemed like that yeah. was that was his goal at points, and and I think he definitely accomplished that. 
and that point, I think, even came through in the merchandise, right? I mean, the oh, shirts were yeah. the absolute best yes. back then. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they were. Jesus fuck shirt, uh, cops suck cocks. <laughs> yes. Uh, those, those were, I mean, I still have my Jesus fuck shirt in yes. my closet. We flew to Australia with that merchandise and it was confiscated. And they're like, no, nah, not, <laughs> not happening. Oh, no. Yeah. Funny story, John, how I met Anthony the first time I saw him. I walked into a party and he had that amen shirt on that said Jesus fucks. I was like, I love that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really it's nothing bad about it. He's right. laughing. He's right. It's just time. a great shirt. Just all together. Great it, shirt. Doesn't say fuck Jesus, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's a good point about the merch because you guys. It seems like you guys did push it there too. Right, he's at the edge, but not over it. You were like looking over the edge. But they might have been over the edge a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> in nineties, loved it. Maybe in the yeah nineties, it was maybe at the edge. Yeah, and and that was the time of street teams. I remember having a ton of Amen stickers and mm. shirts and uh and all that. Oh dude, I I got, I got a shoebox full of those stickers still to this day. It's oh, just awesome. I'll shoot you my address. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever times with Amen specifically where, you know, maybe Casey's when he put that stuff on display like he did, was there ever times where you where you thought it was drawing the line too it was over the line too much or maybe your values didn't align with his or did will you ever just full go, let's do this? Yeah, well, you know, was, you hate to see a person, you know, at some point where you're they're actually hurting themselves, you know what I mean? And you know, Casey liked to to um take glass and shard it across the skin, you know, and it, it was just like it was a thing that he did, and, and it's called cutting cutters, you know. Sure. There's kids that do that to themselves, yeah. you know, but it's definitely a release. It's a mental thing, you know, but, you know, he's, you know, he's wound up, you know, being carted off in ambulance in London from doing that shit on stage, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, so you start worrying about somebody more on another level, you know, as a friend, you know, on a yeah. human yeah. point, yeah. But it's far beyond music. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's a good you know, it's a real deal. Right. You know what I mean? As I said earlier, yeah, you guys are humans at the deal, end of the day. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, what you guys experienced with the loss of Lynn and everything, too, it, it was always, uh, you know, probably on the forefront of your mind, I'm sure. And it, Oh, yeah. With the streets don't happen. And yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how you guys were able to memorialize him through the Straight Up album. Were all those songs, or for the most part, were some of those already written as, like, was Snot's second record? Honestly, like three of the songs were roughly being put together when Lynn was around. Um, Starlit Eyes, I think it was the riff that Jamie wrote and wrote the drums for that. And then there was two other tracks we were messing with where we rehearsed, you know. But um, mostly I would say 75% of that album was written after Lynn had gone, you know. Then so we just took, we took the riffs that we had, had ideas with, and just, oh, you know, kept writing. Were they written with the singer who was going to be on them in mind, or how were how were no. the songs chosen for the exact singer or whoever was on the on the on the song? Well, we laid all the music out, and then we were like, okay, we kind of knew roughly who we were going to ask to to sing on the album, and basically, to me, it was just like this works for this person. I think this works, and Mikey and I agreed, and we. We kind of we would go to each singer and we go, "This is your song." We didn't like go, "All right, we got twelve songs. You pick one." You know what I mean? So yeah, and then um, yeah, just it, it fell. It, that's the way it fell together. Just like it was meant to be. You know, it was weird, very strange, but everybody we chose came, you know, and, and did their thing, and um, we were like, "Wow, we, you know, we got we got something here," <laughs> and uh, you know, thank you. I'm glad you guys uh, appreciate that. Sure, you too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
it meant a lot to me personally, um, especially the week it came out, um, because that was the first time that I experienced loss like that. And that album really helped me through that time. And uh, it, it was literally, I think it was back when albums released on Tuesdays. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, movies came, on Fridays, exactly. albums on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that came out. And then later that week, we had a buddy that passed away. And uh, that, mm-hmm. that album was really, really supportive of us during that time. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously the, the track off that album, uh, Angel's Son, was uh, was put together with Clint and uh, Morgan played the drums and uh, Mikey and I were in a room. And that song right there, you know, transcends to everybody, I feel. And every yes, time they yep. play it, that best plays it, you know, live. But, you know, you lose somebody and, and you know that the song you relate. was right. And like that so. was still when MTV had music videos and you'd watch it and there was always like real emotion to it when you'd see it. Yeah, the campfire video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like everyone kind of out in the same, you know, mood at the same time. We did that, you know, the family was there and as many friends as we could bring. And uh, it was like, uh, it was like a mending, you know. Sure, exactly. Yeah, definitely. It was beautiful. Was the making of that therapeutic in some way? Was it a way to memorialize him in a way that that helped you guys get through that time? No, totally. Um, Even down to, you know, at the time I had uh, Lynn's dog, Dobbs had uh five puppies and i had one of them and she was in the video no way uh, yeah that's great in, in the beginning with the actor that played lynn and walking mm-hmm. so and we we're trying to recreate the because uh, lynn did a lot of walks on the beach with with dobbs we we're trying to create that vibe you know right oh cool yeah. and like we, how we were saying we lost have lost people close to us we have stories to tell you guys have this song that will be forever that every time you hear it you know you have that memory yeah, I mean, sometimes I it's hard to listen to it. Sure, sometimes sure. you want to listen to it, you know, right. it depends on what mood you're in, you know, when Absolutely. it comes on. Absolutely. I hear it a lot. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to talk about Pete Murray. All right. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. And I think he's an yeah. un- underrated singer. All his stuff with Ultra Spank and with Low Pro, like, I feel like you got so many of these underrated guys around you. There's maybe, there's maybe something I to know. that. Yeah. But what a singer, that guy, right? Holy effing shit. I mean, Pete Murray. <laughs> Holy effing shit. Quote of the night. <laughs> yeah. He's up there. I'm like my top three singers. He's up there with Mike Patton for me. Like, he's like, wow. I'm blessed to work with him on several projects. You know, you guys heard the White Noise Owl? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. It was the last thing that we did. And then uh, his Life on Planet Nine band that he does with Neil, um, who was in, in Low Pro, that stuff is like, like electronic alternative fucking amazing yeah i haven't heard that we'll have to check that out what was that called life on planet nine okay yeah yeah i just man i I think about i think about those ultra spank days and just i mean that dude that dude was something special is something special uh so you might Mm -hmm. have you might have to put us in contact with with him (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to talk to him sometime yeah because that uh uh, you know he's just super super talented i also like what you're involved in now which is uh kill your culture you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah that's my um this kind of lifestyle brand that i uh, created 20 years ago kind of did it um at one point when the music took a shit around (laughs) 2003 (laughs) And I was like, you know, I've done this merch thing with all these bands and I've decided to like do my own merch thing. <laughs> and um, 
I got into the printing a lot with this new technique that came out, and uh, I just I just went for it. And um, now I uh, have in uh, over fifteen hundred stores worldwide. Nice. Uh, wow. I distribute my product, and we actually manufacture here where I live in in Colorado. And uh, I just opened up my first uh, retail flagship store in Manitou Springs. Good for and you. And then uh, awesome. I'm hoping to franchise, and I want to get all my uh, my friends in the music to like take on a store themselves, which would be fucking amazing, and have them all across the U.S. Just do something like that. It's like my next goal I'm going for. <laughs> right. I love I love your designs, and uh, I know you do a little uh, some of that graphic design, if not all of it. But I love how relevant and quickly you can turn around stuff. Because I was checking out the website, and there's some funny stuff on there. But even like the stuff from the Oscars, uh, Will Smith getting slapped. Yeah, yeah. Like well, you got you already have that on shirts and, yeah. and ready to get sent out right away. Do you do most of the graphic design with all that stuff? I don't do the graphic myself. I actually, I have an in-house artist that I work with for like a decade now. And um, I just tell him what to do. And he's really good. He can pretty much create what I see in my mind. But anything else that, you know, I do, I'm hands-on with a lot of the stuff that, and you know, I like the skull stuff, the the gas mask. You ever see all that branded stuff that we do? Yeah. That, that's all hands-on art that I do myself. I was checking out your website, and I want to get to your store because you're down in the area. One of my favorite parts of the country is down by the Colorado Springs area, beautiful part yeah. uh, of the country. I, I would love to stop out there sometime next time I'm in Denver that way. Growing down there. We got huge shows coming. You know, we have Slipknot and Cypress Hills coming here in, in June. Tool just played here. Megadeth and Lamb of God's playing this Tuesday here. And uh, they're opening up the 8,000 square foot amphitheater in, in the oh, next wow. year out by the air force base here so uh, yeah we have a lot of music coming to the springs when you have bands like that that you used to tour with or friends with are you able to reconnect with them when they come out that way i always do that yeah Yeah, i'm actually gonna see uh roy roy miorga plays with ministry i'm going uh sunday night hang out with with those guys no big deal (laughs) (laughs) basic sunday (laughs) melvin's is playing and then uh cruising to conformity oh wow that's a a show yeah that is a show yeah yeah jealous of you on that one yeah slightly jealous kill your culture is it com yep kill your culture.com is where you can find uh a lot of stuff we were just talking about you know my uh, clothing brand and all that shit so kill your culture.com also anybody can hit Go to snotmerch.com, too. That's where we have a lot of the uh, snot merchandise going up. And um, check that out, too. And it recently got released on vinyl. Is that right? Get some? Yeah, yeah three years ago. Oh, hell yeah. Um, recently, as in three it, years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be four now. Jeez, time flies. That's crazy. Yeah, man, before yeah. you go, uh, who are you listening to right now? I like Steven Wilson. I like all his work. I'm actually going to see Porcupine Tree. They're, oh, they're yeah. doing a tour. They're coming to Denver. I listen to a lot of old stuff there. Uh, I like a band called The War on Drugs. Oh, yes. 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 Out of Pennsylvania. Yes. Their, uh, their new album, I Could Not Stop Spinning. I love how their album is a full, complete album, it sounds yes. like. You push play and you let it ride. Yeah, that guy's really gifted. You know, he's like, uh, he's got that, uh, it's like a Tom Petty with a Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Yeah, I think you nailed it on that one. Yeah. It reminds me of Jackson Brown in a way, a little bit. There you go, yeah. Very storytelling. It's like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I agree. 
they're not metal. Don't get mad at us in the right. comments. Section. <laughs> they're not oh, metal. Yeah. But. I thought this was a metal podcast. <laughs> uh, but we're on, yeah. we're on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great band. Tumor, we appreciate you calling yes, in. Yes, man. Uh, we're going to link everything down the bottom. Killyourculture.com. Go there now. There's some funny fucking shit on there. Some funny <laughs> shirts. Hilarious designs. Next time we're out, out your way, we're going to stop in. Tumor from Snot. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Yep, thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate yeah. your time. Appreciate you your art. Come out this yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll do. All right, man. All right, brother. Thanks. Bye.